You are listening to the Biblical Counseling Podcast, where we believe the Bible is sufficient and answers life's problems. I'm your host, Pastor Jeff Christensen. This podcast is for everyone in the body of Christ, staff pastor, church leader, caring homemaker, the responsible businessman, everybody. But it's also for my Calvary Chapel University students. Shout out. Hello to you guys. All of us are called to offer counsel regularly. And we every day need a word of counsel from the Lord. So these episodes are designed to assist you in learning to give godly counsel. Also to develop discernment in evaluating counsel that you receive. So it's my prayer that these podcasts, that these episodes will enlarge your vision of the Lord Jesus Christ as a wonderful counselor. God bless you. Grab your Bibles. Let's get started. See you on the inside. Hey, thank you for listening to the Biblical Counseling Podcast. My name is Jeff Christensen. I'm your host, and we're going to begin a series on this biblical worldview on worry and anxiety. We're going to be looking at Matthew chapter 6 today, and we have other passages that we'll look at as we begin this series, because I want to equip you to be a biblical counselor. There are many, many people that are are frazzled and hurting. Maybe you have been there and maybe you're there now, but primarily what this episode is about, what this live is about, what this podcast is about is equipping counselors for the work of the ministry, equipping the saints for the work of the ministry. Maybe you're a biblical counselor and you want to be trained. I'm going to train you, help you, coach you, teach you, and get you trained up so that you can go and do the work of the ministry. We're going to be looking at Matthew chapter 6, starting in verse 23, but This topic is important because the Bible is sufficient. There are a lot of voices right now about how to help those that are struggling with fear and anxiety. But the Bible has the answers if we would look, if we would trust, if we would believe in the power, ability of the sufficient word of God. It's sufficient. Jesus has the answers to life. So I want to talk about this biblical worldview on worry and anxiety. And we have a lot to say on it. And, you know, there's a lot of worry warts. I mean, the worry warts have come out of the woodwork this uh, with this coronavirus. And I'm not here to shame anybody. I'm speaking to my biblical counselors that are academic in nature. Look, I understand the difference between pastoring the, the garden variety Christian that's in the pews versus training ministry leaders. This podcast, this episode is for those that are stable and are walking with Jesus and have a hunger for the word of God. And so if you're eavesdropping, that's fine. But remember, I am speaking to you, the biblical counselor, And it's time to take a stand and to take up leadership. And I want to equip you here a bit. I mean, there are a lot of people that are worried right now. I'm not making fun of or shaming the people that are worried. I worry, you worry, we all worry. If you never worry, raise your hand and I want to meet you because I think there's worry in all of us. And so in some way, shape or form, we get into that what if game. Something happens 
and your mind begins to escalate it. And sometimes nothing is happening at all and people worry about nothing. But there is a lot to worry about in our culture. I mean, you just have to, you know, today is March 15th, 2020. We are in the middle of a sweeping shutdown in our city, more than our state, our city, our county is closing its grip tighter on assembling. I mean, they're telling us we cannot even touch each other or get within six feet of each other. Restaurants are closed in Arc, in Pitkin County, Eagle County, Gunnison County. I don't know what's going on with Garfield County, but we are closed down right now because of the coronavirus. And you might be listening to this later, but think about this. We've got terrorist ISIS groups in Iran and Iraq and in the Middle East. We've got things going on with North Korea and Russia. We've got abounding violence in our nation with just gang violence and criminal activity. And then you have to throw on top of all of that this this sickness, this disease floating around. And then on top of that, the economy is unstable. And here's the interesting thing. I mean, there's worries personally about our finances, our health, our family. And here's when a poll was taken, it says, what do you worry about the most? The number one response, listen to this. Most people are worried about self. I'm telling you, they're self-centered and they're just worried about, well, right now there's a lot of germaphobes out there, but uh, in the polls taken, The number one thing that people were worried about was in America was their appearance. That's what it is. That's why we love social media. That's why we love Facebook and Instagram, because we can make ourselves look pretty and nobody has to really know what we look like uh, when we're not pretty and we're not all dressed up and don't have our hair all slicked back and so forth and so on, you know. That's the number one response when a poll was taken prior to this, you know, coronavirus thing. Hello, that's changed the game for everybody. But, you know, you think I might lose my house, my life savings. I might get wiped off the face of the earth in a nuclear blast. I might get a disease. That's not what people have been worried about. All their polls have said, and when these are private, people say they worry about how they look. Things don't much change a thousand years ago. 2,000 years ago, Jesus said, don't be like the non-believers who only worry about what they're going to eat, what they're going to drink, what they're going to wear. Hey, fast forward, the number one concern, my appearance, the outward things. That's what's going on in our culture today. And listen, once again, I'm speaking to the academic student, the biblical counselor, the theological student. I I can't speak this way to everybody because I would be offensive, but I need to speak some truth into the student that wants to be a leader in the church and wants to be a disciple maker. We have to understand where culture is and not necessarily disseminate it indiscriminately. We use a lot of wisdom on how we share truth, but we have to understand truth so that we can share it in love. And so these are some things that were some of the top 10 worries. Number one, my appearance, outward things. Other things, no one wants to admit it. How about being audited by the IRS? 
having to speak publicly. What are you worried about the most? That's my question. Well, today, probably, uh, you know, what causes you the greatest stress? There's an old fable told about a man who came face to face with the danger of worry. And the story is told, death was walking toward a city. And one morning, as death was walking toward a city, a man asked, what are you going to do? Death said, today I'm going to take 100 people. Well, that's horrible, the man said. In response, death said, well, that's what I do. That's the way it is. And so the man ran ahead of death, and he warned everybody about death's plan. That evening, he met death again. He said, you told me you were only going to take 100 people. Why did 1,000 die? I kept my word, death responded. I only took 100 people. Worry took the others. And you know, that's how life can work sometimes. It's interesting tale that just tells the fact that half of all the people in America's hospital today are constant worriers. 43% of all adults suffer health effects due to worry and stress. Research has found 75 to 90% of all visits to a primary care physician are stress-related complaints and disorders. You can write on gravestones the epitaph hurried worried and now they're buried i could say buried but they're buried (laughs) and you know we as those that are studying to be leaders in the ministry need to know the statistics that the people that come to be discipled by you you're a leader that's my audience remember i have to reiterate I'm not speaking to the worried person necessarily. I'm speaking to the counselor that will counsel the worried person. You need to know the facts so that you can filter them through the lens of love or through the the filter of love. When you speak to people, you're caring, you're, you're genuine, you're winsome, you're careful, you're prayerful when you talk to people. But you need to know the facts first and you boil that down to help people. That's what we talk about. That's why we train people. Now, one of the things about worry, we spend our lives full of anxiety and frustration and worry. And here's the thing you need to think about. Most of what you worry about never actually happens. You know, I don't want to contract a disease or what? how do you say it? I don't want the coronavirus. I don't want the COVID-19. I just read today, uh, CDHPE, the Colorado Department of Health, you know, I've dealt with them for many, many years as a a youth camp director. We have to deal with health-related issues for children, and boy, are they over the top sometimes. They'll come flying in with Black Hawk helicopters, rappelling down on ropes, all dressed in SWAT uniforms if you serve a cookie with peanuts in it because everybody has nut allergies today and I'm exaggerating so relax but you know what I'm saying they can be way over the top if you haven't known already and so now now most of Colorado is getting a little taste of what I've dealt with for the last 15 years and it's really hard to run a youth camp we're not 
able to stay afloat in this culture, in this environment of the bureaucracy, red tape uh, of what's going on. But, you know, they have a reason for that because they want to protect children. And so I follow everything, cross every T, dot every I, but it's running us out of business as a youth camp, just saying. It's part of the deal. But I just read today that they said, man, you can't go to a restaurant. You can't touch anybody. You can't fly out of this county if you live here because we've got a spread of this disease going on in our county. Okay, I don't mind. I'm kind of an introvert anyway. I'll sit here and talk to you guys live and uh, sit behind a camera, and I'm happy. I don't have to be around people, but I think after a while, I'm going to get lonely here. So make sure you shout out and say hello. Well, here's the thing we need to talk about, that we spend most of our lives full of anxiety, frustration, and worry. And here's the thing you need to think about. Most of what you worry about never actually happens. You know that. I know that. We know that. What we worry about doesn't ever happen. Dr. Walter Calvert did some research on this and discovered that only 8% of the things that people worried about were legitimate matters of concern. That's in the general uh, environment. I think I think there's a little, might be an uptick of that, but be careful because if you look around, I think I think a lot of people are way, way overboard on their worry. The other 92% were either imaginary, it never happened, or it involved matters which people didn't have control over anyway. So we're going to take a look at in this series, and remember, my audience, who am I talking to? You, the biblical counselor. I'm talking to you, the student. I'm not talking to the garden variety, because remember, Jesus said we warn all and teach all with all wisdom. And so when I teach, I'm going to teach the student, the Bible student, the one getting equipped as a biblical counselor differently than I'm going to teach the garden variety Christian in the pew. It's just the way it is. I have to have a different approach for a different audience. If I teach children's ministry, it's different than adult ministry. It's different than my university students. So realize if I have kind of that professorial tone, it's because this is being recorded for you, my student. And that's why I'm going in this direction that we need a biblical worldview because we need to learn to think and live biblically. And we need to look at Jesus because he takes this topic head on. And so do we as we're being equipped to counsel God's way. Just for context, we're in, again, Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 to 33. And this is part one in a series. And so welcome to the introduction I hope I sent that home to you that we are equipping counselors and Jesus is equipping counselors. And in context, Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 to 33, he says this on the Sermon on the Mount, a biblical worldview on anxiety and worry. We note that the prior words were about Jesus saying, lay up for yourselves treasure in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroy, where thieves do not break in and steal, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. 
Everybody's frazzled right now about the stock market, about their savings, about their 401k. Hello, Jesus has an answer for you, but that's not the context of this study. The Lord reminds us that our true treasure, if laid up for us in heaven, will never be threatened by theft or a changing economy or stock market. That's what the Bible teaches. So we need to know that as biblical counselors. Our treasures will be waiting for us. And with that in mind, in this Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 to 33, he proceeds us, proceeds, Jesus proceeds to tell us why we should not worry. Let's read together. Are you there with me? Matthew 6, 25. And leave that on the screen. Matthew 6, 25. Again, a biblical worldview on worry. I got about eight minutes left for this first part one, but I'd love to get through this passage of scripture. Matthew 6, 25 to 33. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? This is Jesus speaking. Verse 26 Matthew 6, 25 to 33, 25 to 33. Turn there with me. Check out the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Remember, they're only worth two cents. So don't, don't exalt your value. Yes, you're valuable to God, but here on earth... Be careful about the psychobabble, psychological uh, value that people put in on you. Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubic to a statue? Some of you guys know, my friends know, that I'm a short person. And, you know, worrying isn't going to give me any more stature. That's what the Bible says. Verse 28, so why do you worry about clothing concerning the lilies of the field, how they grow, they neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? Oh, you of little faith. (laughs) Therefore, do not worry saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows that you need these things, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. That's where we're going to go. We're going to take a couple podcast episodes and Facebook Lives to dive deep into this topic of worry. Let's pray a moment. Lord, as we've read your words on worry and anxiety, help us pay attention. We live lives that are filled with trouble, and there are so many things that we get stressed out about. Give us a biblical perspective that we would walk in stability, in spiritual maturity, so that we can help others that are needing our help. Lord, help us put our concerns and worries in your hands. We cast our cares upon you, so we're available 
a clean, sharp instrument in your hands to be used of you as believers to share this truth with other people. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So what do we learn from these words of Jesus about anxiety and worry? Number one, true believers should not worry. We should not be filled with anxiety. Now, it doesn't mean we shouldn't be concerned. You know, come on. We need to think through things and be thoughtful. But wringing our hands in total anxiety and unnecessary worry is wrong. Jesus didn't say, don't think about food or concern yourself with clothing. He said in verse 25, don't worry about those things. You need to concern yourself with them. You should think about a roof over your head and clothes on your back and food in your stomach. It's important. And we need to help people understand the difference between sinful worry, anxiety, and concern and trusting the Lord and helping one another. The Bible has many admonitions about saving money, investing wisely, working hard for a living. Jesus never said, don't think about these things. He's saying, don't be obsessed. I mean, I met people, I meet people, they're completely bent out of shape, flipping out, anxiety-ridden, and worried, and they're shaking about it. I want to help them. I can't help them if I'm worried and anxious and shaky all day. I need to go help the people. I can't be like that. Because worry doesn't make anything better. It makes it worse. How can I be valuable as a pastor, as a leader, as a counselor, as a helper of your joy? If I'm stressed and worried, praise the Lord, I'm in a position today where I can serve people. Because worry is a completely worthless activity. It's like a rocking chair. You're always moving and you're getting nowhere. <laughs> worry doesn't empty today of its sorrow. It empties tomorrow of its strength. We as mature believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, as Bible teaching born again, evangelical believers that are being equipped for the ministry, listen, we cannot be caught up with the rest of the world and the Gentiles and the garden variety nominal believer. We need to be strong. Because worry diminishes you, it hurts you, it chokes you out. And that's why Jesus warns you and me about it. We're just stressed, we're agitated, we're uptight, hurried, worried, and then we'll be buried with an epitaph on our tombstone. So come on, guys. Let's not justify our worry. Well, it's because I care that I worry. I know I've heard it all. Look. Yeah, I, might, I know I look 29, but I'm in my 50s. And let me tell you, I've heard all of the excuses and I've made all of them too. So I know these things. You know what? Worry is not a virtue. In fact, let's take it a step further. Worry can actually be a sin. Listen to the words of Jesus, verse 25. Do not worry about your life or it could be translated Stop worrying about your life because he knows you're always worrying about your life. Well, I've got two minutes left and I'm going to wrap this up with this. In other words, Jesus is saying, 
You've been worrying a lot, and I'm saying to you right now, stop it. Stop doing that. It's not good for you. Why? Because the worry, worry, the word comes from means to choke or to strangle, and that's what it does. So stop it. Hey, look, you're saying, well, I can't, and I'm worried, and I'm frazzled. Okay, let me give you, in closing, how would I, and I'm helping you. You're the counselor. You know these things probably just as well as me, if not better. So I could be a reminder to you. What do you do when somebody comes to you with worry? Well, is it a spiritual, emotional, physical issue? We're made up of body, soul, and spirit. I only got a minute left, so I got to wrap this up. I make sure they're getting good sleep, good nutrition. They're exercising. They're in their word. They're praying, and they're taking care of themselves and getting good sleep and things like that. So anyway, we're going to pick up on this next week in our next episode, but I want to introduce you to the biblical worldview of worry, stress, anxiety, and why Jesus wants to use you and equip you to help today's culture. God bless you. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Biblical Counseling Podcast. You can learn more at jeffchristensen.org. That's jeffchristensen.org. And be sure to share this podcast with a friend. Well, may the Lord richly bless you. We'll see you next time. Bye for now.